We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, Wednesday, May the 10th, 2023. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, your host of the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up show. Thank you all so much for tuning in. we got a lot to get into, lots to discuss and talk about. And of course, we are taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. And by the way, Panic Ritter, who just called in and we missed your call, uh, here he is. We're going to start this Wednesday off in style. Here we go. Call from Panic Ritter. Panic Ritter, what's going on, my friend? The floor is yours. Well, I say, again, we got injuries, but there's no excuse we couldn't beat that team last night. And what my concern is, we'll make rebuilds, we'll lose out, and Tanner's say, oh, we got injuries. He can bring back Kingston that year. But I think Parker needs to go. How come, like, from Will Sayers, we come a all-SEC to all-nothing? That's all I got to say. Well said. Ritter, I appreciate the call, my friend. Starting us off in style. There it is. Panic Ritter, who many of us have seen on social media, who I actually met in person, in person on our cruise last week. There he is, calling in. That's I think he's called in maybe like two or three times over the history of this show, and that is now one of them. So, Panic Ritter says, fire Justin Parker. Injuries, we're going to lose in the regionals. Pretty on brand. But to your point, Panic Critter, yeah, last night was ugly. We're going to get there in just a second. Uh, again, guys, appreciate you all attending. I see Travi, John Ever, Rebecca, GA, Xavier, Brennan M., Ethan, Todd Smith, Colton Carnell, Bruin Nation. What's going on? Appreciate you all attending and also those in the Big Cock Club Discord. Head over to the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there. And guys, make sure you join. The Big Cock Club today, patreon.com slash Club. We actually watched the game in the Big Cock Club Discord uh, last night. It was a lot of fun. For the most part, it was a lot of fun. We had great conversation during the game. It's a great opportunity also, guys, to join an exclusive community and talk Gamecocks with yours truly and many others, patreon.com slash Club. Guys, of course, always TDC brought to you by our friends, over at Price Picks, go down the Price Picks app, go to PricePicks.com, and when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match. <clears throat> Excuse me, up to $100. You can play anything college sports, pro sports, you name it. They've got it over at 
prize picks. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with their friends at Price Picks, and you should as well. So again, go download the Price Picks app or go to PricePicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show <clears throat> sent you. Just because of the top of my feed, uh, Big Game Boomer. Just dropped his top 50 wide receivers. Entering the 2023 season, Juice Wells is number five on this list. Ohio State has two of the top three, and Washington has the other two, two of the top five. It's literally Ohio State, Washington, Ohio State, Washington, then it's Juice Wells. (laughs) So, the next best receiver in the in the SEC, he's got Anaya Smith at AM and then Dominic Lovett at Georgia at nine and ten. So however much stock you put into a big game boomer list, I don't know, but either way, Juice Wells getting some preseason love. Again, guys, we're taking your questions, comments, calls. We've already started off with Panic Ritter. And uh guys, you know, I, I teased this yesterday. Let, let me get into your questions first. Let's see if we got anything. Um Jimmy says, When are we fishing? When are we fishing? Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'll let you know. John Edwards is Mark Ryan day. So John Edwards, yeah, let me start there. We are actually moving Mark Ryan today because Mark has got a, uh, has got a, uh, a live today. All right, we got a no caller ID. This should be a lot of fun. Let's see. Bart. Let's try this. Bart, what's going on? How are you? And Bart hangs up. Okay. That's pretty typical. Uh, Anyways, guys, Mark Ryan will now join us on Friday of this week. Uh, Mark with some travel stuff today. I think they've got a live show uh, in the upstate somewhere. So he is getting busy preparing for that. He will actually join us uh, Friday at 1.15. Okay, so we'll have have J.C. Sherbert. Um, We'll have J.C. Sherbert tomorrow, Mark Ryan on Friday, which means you've just got me, just got yours truly today for two hours Noon to two. <clears throat> Just got yours truly for two hours in or two. Guys, uh, Rebecca says, Chris, did you get your $2? Buy your soda on me. Rebecca, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I did I did see that. I did see that. Um, I did see that. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you so much. Uh, by the way, speaking of, you know, Rebecca with the super chat, guys, if you want to support the channel, support the business, support the content, you like what we do, uh, and you're on YouTube, of course, which starting Monday, you're only going to be on YouTube because this show will only be aired on YouTube starting Monday. In case you missed that, please do not forget the Daily Crow will air exclusively on YouTube starting on Monday. Of course, I'll post the links across social media probably about 30 minutes or an hour before we go live, but this is going to be a YouTube exclusive show. But anyway, super chats, super stickers. If you want to show love to the business, you can do so through YouTube. Give a donation. We truly do appreciate it. Thank you all so much, again, for your continued love and support and support of the business. Um, I know we've got a lot to get into, guys, with content. <clears throat> brother, my brother, what's going on? we got a lot to get into. Many of you want to want to vent and air out your frustrations from last night, and we can certainly do that. But I'm going to close up the phone lines really quickly. I, I know, I know, I know. This is this is. I'm changing up things a little bit, but we got some big, big things in the works. I teased this yesterday in regards to content. We got some very big things in the work. The Daily Crow is going to change. The Daily Crow is changing. It is changing. Period. Point blank. And I think it is, and I know it's a positive for the content, for the business, and most importantly for you guys, for the end consumer. It's going to make content much 
much better. Again, the way we produce and distribute content is going to change. Um, the way we produce and distribute content is going to change. It's going to make it much more consumable for you all. So let me just go ahead and get into it because it's one of those things where I feel like I'm like bursting at the seams. I know I told you guys yesterday, I'm not really going to talk about it, but I feel like I'm just bursting at the seams when it comes to the content. And this is going to be something that's going to be somewhat of a work in progress, but I've got a lot of this stuff nailed down. As I told you all on Monday, I just had one of those eureka moments, game-changing type of conversations in regards to business, right? And just the way I think about the way we distribute content, produce content, et cetera. So let me go ahead and get out there. As I've already told you all, The Daily Crow is going to be a YouTube exclusive show. We're putting emphasis on YouTube. We are. We're putting emphasis on YouTube. If you want me to be transparent and tell you why, it's because we can monetize YouTube. We can't monetize Twitter. We can't monetize Facebook in regards to this live show. Period, point blank, in a discussion. Also, YouTube, I would say, it is the most user-friendly when it comes to, I mean, everybody's got YouTube. Everybody's got a YouTube account. It just makes the most sense. It just makes the most sense. Um, So that's the first thing. You already knew that. Starting Monday, okay, so this week's going to be normal. Uh, of course, the live stream watch-alongs this weekend for the, for the, for the, for the South Carolina Arkansas Baseball Series. The live stream watch-alongs will be on just exclusively YouTube. Where do I even want to start? Because, again, I'm, I'm, I'm bursting at the scenes to tell you guys this. As you all know, the Daily Crow and the podcast have been two separate things, right, for the longest time. And for good reason. Because the podcast, it's a normal podcast, right? We have bullet points. There's things I talk about. There's things I discuss. There's things that I hit on, right? And I do it uninterrupted for 30 to 45 minutes, we'll say. We have guest interviews, stuff like that, what have you. And the Daily Crow forever has been just kind of wide open. There's, There's no script. There's no planning. There's nothing. There's nothing. And I see my guy, Phil, with the super chat. Phil, y'all make sure you go follow Jack's Rangers, the Jack's Rangers show. All of our social media, subscribe to their YouTube as well. My guy, Phil, glad to see you doing well, my friend. I I loved seeing your cameo on TV. That was incredible. That was incredible. So anyways, the podcast and the Daily Crow have been two separate things, okay? They've been two separate things. As I move forward in my career as an entrepreneur, and, and, I, and I talk about flexibility and efficiency, and efficiency being one of those things that I, that I pride myself on and that I make a priority, it's hard for me to say that I'm being the most efficient the way that I am operating right now. And there's just some things that I think as well, guys, because I, I think your first thought might go to, oh, my God, he's going to scale back the content. What is he doing? That's not at all. Let me get there. What we're going to be doing, let me just get right into it. There's no need to give this this lead in. I, you know, I feel like I do that a lot. First off, the exciting news, the really exciting news. Starting next week, starting next week. And it's interesting that I'm making this announcement right now, right? Because we're going to be in the, the real true off season. We're going to be in the quote-unquote off-season. But I think this makes the most sense. And so here it goes. Starting Monday, the Daily Crow will be expanded. Here's what I mean by that. Noon to 2 is where we currently sit. Starting next Monday, noon to 3. We're going noon to 3. How about it? We're adding an hour. 
We're adding another hour to the Daily Crow. Right? Adding another hour. Noon to three. Which is exciting. It's even more content. It's even more of the show you guys love. It's going to be a blast. Okay? Now, with that being said, there's going to be changes to the Daily Crow, though, in the way that we operate. There's going to be changes. And some of you may love this. Some of you may hate this. Some of you may feel indifferent. But there are going to be changes. There's going to be more structure to this show, right? It's not just going to be wide open three hours of nonstop calling, okay? It's not. It's not. It's not just going to be this wide open nonstop calling and questions. The way it's going to work is this, okay? And probably starting this weekend, I, I think for sure. Let me go ahead and say for sure. Basically what I'm doing, guys, the whole reason I'm doing this again, the way that we produce content, the way we distribute content, it's getting a facelift. It's getting a facelift. This whole like separate, oh, here's the podcast, here's the Daily Crow. No more of that. No, no, no more of this separate thing, right? The biggest thing I don't want to lose out on is especially on Monday, my morning commuters, right? You guys look forward to the podcast of like, here's what happened over the weekend. That's still going to happen because what we're going to do is we're also going to add a Sunday night show. Yes, yes, a Sunday night show, which is going to be an in-season thing. I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys that when we get in the summer and there's no games going on, that that will still be a thing. I, I'm, I'm not going to do that because... That'd be a little bit of overkill. But for example, you know, I record the podcast on Sunday anyways, the one that drops Monday. So like Sunday night, this night, this Sunday, after the series against Arkansas, right? It'll be a 30-minute hour-long show, which it will be me recording the podcast on a live stream. And at the end of that show, right, when I get done, you know how we do listener questions at the end of the podcast? We'll have your questions from the chat, our quote-unquote mailbag, if you will. It'll be like our mailbag. And, and I'll take all those, but you guys will basically get to tune in live while I record the podcast. The quote-unquote podcast. Again, there's going to be no difference anymore. Everything we're going to do is going to be live. A live stream that will then be distributed to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Okay? But I want to make sure my morning, my Monday morning commuters have that. You know what I mean? We'll probably... Touch on on the Monday TDC. We'll probably touch on a lot of the things I talked about on Sunday night. Just kind of go even more into it, more in depth, right? And again, this is something that is going to continue to evolve. So there's going to be a Sunday night show. I'd probably say Sunday night at 8 o'clock. It's going to be like a late night, later night, if you will. But this will be something, as you can imagine, it'll be a huge during football season, right? Because we're going to have the live stream watch-alongs. We're going to have the post-game call-in show during football season, then Sunday night, we'll have sort of a, you know, 24 hours later, you know, we'll do the normal podcast and I'll give my full thoughts on the game, okay? Anyways, back to the Daily Crow, though. So that's a, that's a thing. That's really exciting, too. The Daily Crow going to be noon to three now instead of noon to two. With that being said, there's going to be structure, though. There's going to be more structure than there's ever been, ever been in this show. For the first hour, I'm not going to take any calls, Okay. Now, what I highly suggest you all to do is call in and leave voicemails, text in, leave comments, right? The first hour, I'm going to hit on whatever topics or whatever subjects it is that 
are on the docket. It's almost like this is going to become kind of more of like a radio show, to be honest with you, like a true radio show, where it's not just, you know, and I love you guys, but whenever I'm in the middle of a topic and we get interrupted by somebody, like there's not going to be any more of that. I'm going to be able to get out there, hit these topics, talk about these different things, and there's a reason for that. I'll get into it in just a second. Our second hour, ideally, is going to be our guest on that day. So Monday, it's going to be Mark Rogers. Tuesday, I'm actually working on J.D. Pakel of On3, who's a really good friend of mine, who uh, has actually said that, uh, that he is open to doing it. So we're going to make sure Tuesdays work for him. But right now, I'm working on J.D. Pakel. Okay? Right now, I'm working on J.D. Pakel. Wednesday, of course, Mark Ryan, and I think Mark has emphasized or he has at least said he's open to moving to the 115 slot. If he does 1215, then we'll kind of switch things around. Wednesday, Mark Ryan. Thursday, J.C. Sherbert. Friday, I don't have anyone right now. Friday might just be kind of a wide open thing, okay? Or maybe two hours of questions, comments, calls. Whatever. As you can tell, though, there's going to be more structure. The third hour is going to be wide open, mailbag, your traditional daily crow, because I wanted to keep the integrity of the OG TDC. I wanted to keep the integrity of what this show's been built off of, which is questions, comments, calls, wide open, you know, Robbie Davis, Rebecca, whoever, Dale, whoever calling in. I wanted to keep the integrity of that. And so, listen, if you can't call in the two to three slot, leave a voicemail with your questions, your comments, your thoughts, you'll still get played. It may not be a live call from you. Jake Crane Friday would be dope, GA. Maybe we should go ahead and add Jake back in the rotation. I bet he'd be down to do it. Anyways, two to three, that third hour is going to be wide open for calls. Now, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Again, it's number one, it's much more efficient. We're actually, again, we're adding content. We're not even taking content away. We're adding content. All we're doing is adding a little bit more structure to TDC and doubling and tripling down on TDC, right? And Phil, even if you wanted to call in right now and interrupt, I've got the freaking phone line on Do Not Disturb. So I will be using the Do Not Disturb button, my friend, I can assure you. Do you think I trust people not to call in, Phil? I got to use the Do Not Disturb button. Anyways, though, now, why am I doing this? Number one, I want to expand TDC. I just do. Number two, number two, I talked about the way we distribute content. Right now, what we do is we drop the podcast, and then every day you just see the Daily Crow with a date, and it's an hour and 45 minutes long, hour and 50 minutes long, whatever. Here's the reality, and I know this, and I should have realized this sooner. Nobody wants to listen to an hour and 45-minute show. Nobody. Just flat out. Nobody does, and I get that. I recognize that. You all do not have time to do that. But what you do have time to do is listen to four 25-minute segments. Four 25-minute podcasts. The podcast being broken up. For example, I'm going to give you an example. Because again, I, I believe in being transparent with you all. And I don't just want to say, hey, we're changing this. Don't ask me any questions. Just take it at face value. I want to explain to you all where I'm coming from. Let's say today we talked about these topics. Is it time to hit the panic button on South Carolina baseball? Uh, transfer rankings dropped by 24-7 sports. Caesars has dropped their over-under win total of six. What does it mean? 
And then we did our third hour. And maybe we'll call it the mailbag. Maybe we'll call it, I don't know what we'll call it, but we'll call it whatever. Questions, I I don't know. I don't know. Q&A, whatever it's called. Those four different segments, right? They all drop as their own separate thing. All at like five o'clock. They're all going to drop at five o'clock because we're going to hit the the afternoon commuters. But they're all going to drop separately, if that makes sense. Instead of it just being the Daily Crow May the 10th, 2023, because you guys want to be able to look at the podcast feed and say, I want to hear this, I want to hear this, I want to hear this. You see what I'm saying? Nobody wants to listen to an hour and 47 show. I know I don't. So we're going to start, we're going to make it much more consumable for you all. We're going to make it much more consumable. It's going to be much easier to consume, to digest. I think it's going to be more fun to digest. But with that being said, there's going to be more structure. So I know there's some people that have said, oh, you know, keep the podcast and TDC separate. We're still doing that. So, for example, guys, like during the summer, when I do position unit previews, the position unit preview series, I'm just going to do that in this first hour. Like, I'm going to have my notes pulled up. You guys are going to be up, the chat, whatever. I'm not going to take questions. I'm also not going to take calls. But you guys are going to get to tune into the podcast basically live, right? And... What's going to be the beauty about that, too, is I'll be able to take questions about that subject matter within the show. You know, we do listener questions at the end of the podcast. We're going to have listener questions right here, right? And we're going to have that third hour where you can call in. We can talk about it. I'm just thinking about, again, position unit previews and game previews and predictions and all that stuff. So, if anything, like I said, though, no content is being taken out. Far from it. Far from it. Content's being added. And again, I added that third hour because what I did not want to happen was we compromise the integrity of the show, what's made it great, or what's made it different is the callers. Like, you guys make this show what it is. So we're still going to have that. It's just going to be a little bit different. You might have to be, you might have to be a little bit more strategic about how you call in and leave questions and stuff. So like a Robbie Davis. I don't know if Robbie's tuned in right now. Robbie, if you can't call in between two and three, which is fine if you can't, call in at your normal 1230, leave the voicemail, leave a voice, which by the way, I think it cuts you off after like five minutes or three minutes, whatever. Leave your voicemail. You can still have a and we'll play it between two and three. It's going to serve, that hour's going to serve as like our mailbag. Think about it, guys. We're going to have five hours a week of mailbag. I think that's plenty. I don't know about you all. I think that's plenty, right? But our third hour is going to be kind of our free-for-all, right? Just wide open. So that's where we're at right now. And again, the way that we distribute this content via the pot, if you have not subscribed to the Spurs Up show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, do it. Go do it. Do it, right? Do it. <clears throat> do it. So... Uh, that's where we're going to distribute all the audio content. And again, it's going to be so much more digestible. It's going to be so much more consumable. It's going to be so much more consumer friendly. I think it's going to be a game changer. I, I really do. I really do. I think it's going to be an absolute game changer, guys. Obviously, again, of course, I still highly suggest you all tune into all of our content. It's it's just, you know, I, I've been so long kind of locked in this like, you know, okay, the 
the traditional way to drop a podcast is you record it this day and then you drop it on this day and then you just you only drop two episodes per week or three episodes per week and it's just got to say like episode this and it's got all your subjects and it's like but is that the most consumer friendly way like we live you know we we we're all victim to it we live in a like a clip-driven nature. We're like, we want to see what we want to hear about. And so instead of having to listen to an hour 47 of the Daily Crow, I want to hear about Trey Knox is ranked 29th in the transfer rankings. And what does it mean? And what type of year is he going to have for South Carolina? Like, I want to hear that specific subject matter. <clears throat> I want to hear that 20-minute conversation. I don't want to have to scan through an hour and 45-minute show to find that 20-minute conversation. Hey, Chris has dropped his predictions. I want that as its own segment. I don't want to have to scale or scan through an hour and 45-minute show. So, anyways, I'm excited. Of course, the big news of probably what you all took away from that is that the Daily Crow, yes, it is expanding, believe it or not, noon to three versus noon to two. And as I've said before, guys, and I'll say it again, I have the right to change my mind and pivot and make adjustments. But this is something that I think I think it just makes total sense and like I said, the reason I'm adding that third hour, you never know, guys, like the back half of, because it doesn't take, it doesn't take, you know, some some days we won't have an hour long of commentary, right? Some days we may not have an hour of commentary. And I saw somebody, by the way, joke and say that uh, more breaks for Brendan M. I mean, Brendan, I do have to pee, my friend. Do you, would you rather me just sit here for three hours and piss my pants, my guy? I'd rather not do that. The, stu the studio would get really nasty if we did that. So, yes, breaks are going to happen. There's probably, and I'll tell you when the breaks are going to happen. I'll tell you when. You're probably going to get breaks at 12.20 and 12.40, one ten and one forty or one forty five whenever our guest goes off, and then 2.15 and 2.40 probably. Something like that. Like, we're probably going to have two breaks per hour. Because it's a three-hour show, guys. Three-hour show. It's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. Okay? But I think this is going to be a game-changer. I, I think this is going to be the best possible move we can make. I mean, really, truly, for the content, I think it's going to be a game-changer for the content. Um, and, I, and I can't wait to get you guys' feedback as well, but this was something where, <clears throat> you know, I, I needed to make a decision and do what was best for business. <clears throat> Excuse me do what was best for business. And so, you know, we'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll all kind of learn together and see how it goes. But I think this is going to be something really fun. And also, guys, like I mentioned, don't forget, we're adding the Sunday night show. We're adding more. We're adding more content. We're adding more content. We, lit we literally are. No question. We're changing some things up a little bit, and the, D the TDC is changing. But we're adding even more content. Right? And so I highly, by the way, I highly, highly encourage you all Two to three is going to be your hour. Call in. Leave voicemail. I don't give a damn if I don't speak a word in that third hour. Call in. Please flood the voicemail lines. And I know what some of you also may be thinking. Some of you may be thinking this. Chris, damn, what about like us calling in immediately on a Monday after a football game and reacting? And Well, guys, we're going to have the post-game call-in show for that which is going to be at minimum a 30-minute show. And you know it's going to be off the rails, right? So, like, also, too, like, the way that we've taken voicemails after a game, right? I say, let's hear it, call in. And we play voicemails in the podcast. 
we're not going to, it's not going to be like that format anymore. We'll just play it on the live stream. Like, let's, let's go through. Like, we might do that on Sunday night. You know what I mean? So it's going to be somewhat of a work in progress for sure. I mean, we're going to learn as we go, but I, I'm, I'm, I've been bursting at the seams since I had this chat, this conversation Monday, and I'm, I'm really excited for it, guys. Again, the big news is this, and all you got to worry about, subscribe to the Spurs Up show on YouTube. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, and TDC will go noon to three, and you guys are going to get just, I mean, just flooded with content. Flooded with content. Flooded with content, and I'm excited for it. Uh, Rick, so Mark Ryan has, has actually moved to Friday. He had something to do today. I think they've got a live show in uh, in Clem Sucks, actually, so whatever. Anyways, though, he had a live show he had something to prepare for. He's going to be on Friday at 1.15. Friday at 1.15. So Peyton says, what time is the Sunday night show going to be? Um, Peyton, you guys will see it on YouTube when it gets scheduled. I'll share that on social media. I would like to come up with a hard time, though. I would. So what I'm thinking right now, probably like 8 o'clock at night, maybe 7, probably 8. 8 feels right, though. 8 feels right. It's after dinner for me. Um, you know, we can go ahead, knock it out, whatever. And it'll be probably about it. I mean, it's literally, Peyton, what it's going to be, the Sunday night show is going to be me recording the podcast. That's what it's going to be. You guys are just going to be tuned in live to be recording the podcast. But here's where you play a, here's where you play a part. You guys know I take listener questions at the end of the podcast, right? I take listener questions. At the end of the podcast, I'm going to say, all right, let's go to our questions. Those are going to be the listener questions, right? I'll also say this. TDC, noon to three, right? First hour, going to be doing our thing. If you want to get a question out there, I'll, I'll throw this in there. If you want to get a question out there, super chat it. Super chat it. If you ever want to get a question out there and you want it to stand out, you want to make sure your question's answered, we have a guest on. Super chat it. There's a great way to do that. Super chat it. That's it. Guys, you can super chat for like a dollar. It ain't got to be a hundred bucks. It ain't got to be $10. Super chat it. We'll take it. We will take it. If you're willing to super chat it, we'll take it. Or be in the Big Cock Club Discord. Be in the Big Cock Club Discord. If you want your question to stand out, yes, Brandon. That's a great way to phrase it. Yes. 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 I'm just I'm just making the point. There's going to be more structure. As you can tell, there's more structure, but we're also adding more content in the process. So, anyways, guys, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Also, one last thing, by the way, because I know some of you may be thinking, all right, well, Chris, well, what about you have, like, Brad Lawing on the show tomorrow? What about that? What are you going to do about those types of interviews? Not to fret, my friends. We have video for every combo we have, right? Every every interview we do, there's video. Aha. Aha, there's video. And the convos are never longer 40 minutes tops. Normally, they're about 30 minutes. I try to keep them 20 to 30 minutes, right? 20 to 30 minutes. We're going to play those interviews. Mm-hmm. Yep. On the live. And then after the fact, of course, we'll distribute it. So, for example, like, I'm keeping everything normal through the end of this week. We're going to start all of this madness next week. So, for example, if this were next week, right, next Thursday, instead of just here's the podcast, here's the Daily Crow on the iTunes feed, on the, on the podcast feed, it's going to be one-on-one combo with Brad Lawing. That's going to be its own 25-minute thing, right? This topic, its own thing. This topic, its own thing. 
Q&A hour, mailbag hour, whatever, this thing. It's, it's just going to be much, much more consumable. The volume is going to increase. The volume is going to increase. Instead of it just being this one long thing. You see what I'm saying? If that doesn't make sense, please reach out to me and let me know. I know it's a lot all at once. It's probably like drinking water out of fire hose. But the big news for you all is two things. Three things, actually. Adding a Sunday night show. Sunday night live stream. TDC is expanding noon to three. And the third thing, the content is going to become much more consumable and consumer-friendly when you tune in the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. It is a win across the board. I'm excited. I'm fired up. All right. I've gotten that all out of the way, guys. I just wanted to make that announcement. I think it's a really, really big deal. I think it's a really cool thing. Um, I saw a lot of your reactions, your comments, and I see that uh, Rebecca is going off in the comments about uh, about uh, Dale and stuff. And Rebecca, we're here for you. We're here for you. Uh, let's see. Anyways, okay. I appreciate you all. Truly, your love and support, man. I, the, 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 the beautiful thing is this. I knew and I know that making these type of decisions – you guys are behind us 110%. You guys are behind me 110%, and I really do appreciate that. It, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel um, – it, it feel, just feels good knowing that people, number one, love this show. They look forward to this show. They count on this show to be there each and every single day, each and every single day. And, guys, you're going to get even more of it. So, this is my way. This is one of my many ways of saying thank you to you all for the love and support. I, we're, we're giving you more. We're giving you more. We're giving you more. You deserve more. I want to do more. You know, I, I'm not somebody, I'm, I'm the opposite of rest on the laurels and sit back. No, we're hitting the freaking gas pedal. It's not even football season and we're going to three hours, guys. We're going to go into the summer with three hours. There might be some days where I'm digging for some content, but damn it, we're going to go three hours. We're going to do it. So I'm fired up. I'm pumped up. I'm excited. And uh, again, thank you all so much, man, for the love, the support, and Excited to get it rolling because it'll start Sunday night. It'll start Sunday night. I don't know exactly what the if any if the if 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 everything's going to have a nickname, right? Like the Sunday night show, it may not even be. It's not going to be called the Daily Crow. I don't know what it may be. It might just be. I might just title it what I'd title the podcast. Hell, I have no idea. I'd like to probably give the segment some sort of name. Not like I don't know, man. Like Rapid Reaction Sunday Night Roundtable. I you know I, I saw that like the Gamecock Central guys nicknamed their baseball stream Foul Balls, which is actually really creative. Um, so I guess if you have any good nicknames, I don't know. Anyways, anyways, um, yeah, going to be a lot of fun. All right, phone lines are open because in the meantime, we're going to rock and roll as normal. The podcast tomorrow will drop as normal. But like I said, there's going to be no more of me saying, you know, go go listen to episode 782 of the podcast. It dropped this month. Like, this is, like, why are we doing that? That just, that's not efficient. It's not an efficient means of operation. And I finally just, 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 felt like you know what this is best this is this is going to be a positive a value add a value add for everything we do anyways anyways guys 8437903377 like i mentioned starting next week we will go noon to 3 noon to 3 3 hours 3 hours how about that i i thought that maybe one day i would expand 
But the biggest thing was this. When I was thinking about these changes and everything and like the first hour being all these topics I want to hit on and stuff like that and being no calls, no comments, no voicemails, whatever. And in the second hour or the first or second hour, whether you want to flip those, however it works out, being taken up basically by a guest the whole time. I was like, it's not fair to the people who have tuned in, who call. It's not fair to not have an hour devoted to you guys. So that's really the third hour. It's all about you guys. It's all about you guys, and I can't wait for it. Again, guys, phone lines are now open. If you want to call in, you want to discuss anything, of course, last night, a very, very rough night at the yard, to say the least. A rough night at the yard, to say the least, as South Carolina Falls to North Florida. Just mm, just a brutal game. I mean, I, I don't know, guys. It's, it's, um, I, I'll say this. This team is ice cold right now. This team is ice cold. There's no question. This is an ice cold ball club. The same way that a couple of weeks ago, when South Carolina was 36 and four, there were a lot of people that thought we're going to go 22 and seven in SEC. We might win 23 games. We're going to set this record. That to me was an overreaction. That to me was was getting out ahead of yourself on the positive. On the flip side. It's funny how, like, the mindset's completely shifted. We're not going to win another game. We're not even going to host anymore. We're going to have to travel to Clemson to play in a regional. That is also an overreaction to the extreme that is the negative. It, it is, guys. It, it, it is. It is. This is the same team that started 36-4. and four. Granted, there's injuries. And you heard Mark Kingston last night after the loss talk about, listen, we're just banged up. We're banged up. And the good news is it sounds like maybe reinforcements, those guys are on the way back this weekend against Arkansas. But both reactions, whether it's the extreme positive or the extreme negative, are wrong. And I know that that's not the popular opinion to have in the content space because the extreme reactions are the ones that get the most, the most attention. But in baseball, you have to be even keel. You just have to. It's an entire body of work. Just because Carolina has gone one and five in their last six SEC games, just because they've lost four in a row, it does not undo everything you've done. It, it doesn't. It does not undo what you've done to this point and how quickly the narrative can change in baseball. Go win two of three this weekend. Guys, it would not shock me if Carolina won two of three. Would not. Because just when you think you got this game figured out, just when you think you know what's coming, the game surprises you. It, it does. This game surprises you. All it takes is one guy, one guy, to have a big outing or a big night swinging a stick, and guess what? You've won two or three, and we're talking on Monday, and people are saying, South Carolina, I told you they were fine. They're the best team in college baseball. I know reacting to the extreme is the popular thing to do. And I'm speaking to myself when I say this, by the way. But that's the popular, but it's just not the right thing to do. It's not. Not in this game. Not in baseball, guys. There's still too much baseball left. This team has done too much good to wave the white flag and mail it in at this point. They, they just have. They, they just have. I refuse to do that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I refuse to say, well, season's over. It's a wash. We're terrible. I just don't think that's it. I, I just... I'm not trying to be garnet glasses, overly optimistic. I'm not even trying to be that guy. I'm just trying to be reasonable. Because, guys, whether you you started, if, if you flipped it, right? If you started out cold and then got hot, hey, guess what, guys? Don't we all agree? All that matters anyways is the postseason. That's like literally, like all that matters is that we would. Mark Kingston and company will be judged based off their performance in the postseason. Bottom line, they will be judged off of that. We could have won 50 games. If Carolina went cold in the regional and lost, guess what? None of it matters. I'm not saying don't be frustrated. I'm frustrated as all hell. Like watching this team do it, they look like a shell of themselves. I mean, they really do. But when you watch this group, I, I see some things happening. It's like, man, the, the game of baseball is just picking on us. Seventh inning, bases loaded, two outs. Gavin Casas hits a freaking liner. <clears throat> hits a liner hard as you can. Goes right at the guy. I mean, what are you going to do? Do you blame Gavin Casas for that? Is he Does he suck because of that? It's just bad luck. Talmadge Lecro in the eighth inning. Peppers the ball to left. Looks like it might be a home run. Gets caught at the wall with bases loaded, two outs. Does he suck all of a sudden? It's just, it's just not going your way. And this game has a way of humbling you and humbling in a big way. I, losing a midweek is not a big deal. It's the fact that you lost it after getting swept after Kentucky. That That's the big, that's what's really irking people. And Lewis Grant says, this isn't a slump. This is a choke job. There's a difference. You forgot who the coach is. Lewis Grant Will you still be saying that if they go take two or three this weekend? And also, I don't think like I don't think crumbling down the stretch has been a Kingston characteristic. Am I wrong? Last year they were terrible start to finish. Twenty twenty one. I mean, we didn't win in Hoover, but we don't ever win in Hoover. 
And in 21, we swept Kentucky that year. And I forget the final home weekend. I think it was Tennessee. I think we lost two of three. But, like, I don't remember us, like, we we did not start 36-4 and four in 2021 and then, and then crumble the rest of the way. We didn't. I'm not telling you, like, the, like the next two weekends aren't important. Like, they are very important. They are. They are. But I'm not going to sit here today and say the season's over. Because if you go win two or three, as we saw, hey, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. All it's taken is two weekends. Guys, it's taken two weekends. We've lost six of our last eight. Only eight games. It's only taken eight games for some people to just mail it in. It's all it's taken is eight games. And some people are ready to just fold up shop and quit and say this team's no good, they're crumbling, they're, they're, they're fakes, they're phonies, they're, they're, we're going to lose in the regionals, we're going to have to travel on the road. Like, it's taken eight games for that to happen. That's insanity to me. Well, as quickly as that has happened, it can reverse. There's seven games left. You got Arkansas, I think Charlotte on Tuesday, and then you got Tennessee at home. Hey, all it takes is seven games to change up the narrative. That's all it takes. Seven games. That's all it takes. I'm not telling you they're going to go 7-0. and I'm not trying to be overly optimistic, sunshine pumper, but I'm just telling you there are seven games left. Carolina could still go 4-2 and in SEC play the last two weekends. This team could finish 5-2, and win their midweek next week. They, that, that's very realistic, guys. It's very realistic. That could happen. To insinuate otherwise, I, I just think is is you're you're just I understand recency bias, but you're completely forgetting everything this team has done to this point. Especially if you get healthy, especially if you get healthy, and it's obvious listening to Kingston. And what's crazy to me is like I'm saying what I'm saying, and guys, I called for Kingston's job last year. I was ready for King to go. I was ready for him to go, and even I'm not sitting here saying fire Mark Kingston right now. Because like, because because I'll say this like, somebody comments. Look at Ole Miss last year. Look at Ole Miss last. Like, should the coach have been fired because they went what thirteen and seventeen or whatever in, in conference? Well, they won the damn national championship. Obviously, that's not a normal thing. But like, we've got a long way to go, folks. I promise you, if hell needs to be brought down, if the if the wrath needs to come. When this season concludes and there is no baseball left to play for South Carolina, I promise you it'll come. I promise you I will not hold back. But today, even as frustrating as last night was and the last eight games have been or the last six in SEC play have been, I'm just not there right now. I'm not there. Like the people saying fire Mark Kingston. Guys, we got seven games left and we're going to host the regional. So what are you talking about? You know he's not going to get fired Tomorrow. You know he's not. You know he's not getting fired today. What is the point of even wasting your breath? And I was somebody, again, I printed Fire Mark Kingston merch because I'm a man of the people. But I did that. And even I'm sitting here telling you guys, like, like back off the ledge. Just back off the ledge a step. A step. Just back off a step. You can jump if things, if we lose in the regionals, I give you permission to jump. 
But as of right now, back off a step. Just, just one step and take a deep breath. Now, with that being said, hey, we need a big weekend this weekend. We do. We do. We need an inspiring performance. I mean, even if you lose two out of three, you need to give Arkansas hell for three games. Like, it needs to be an inspiring performance. But I, I just, guys, it's this. This is the same team that started thirty-six and four. It's the same exact team. It's the same team. Actually, scratch that. It's not the same team because Talmadge, Lecroy, Will. I mean, I know McGillis was hurt the whole time, but Talmadge, Lecroy, Braylon Wimmer, who I think, guys, people are just not giving enough credit to how big of a loss that's been. People are not giving that enough credit. You can say whatever you want about Braylon Wimmer in the field, or you know, he makes the occasional error. Maybe he strikes out a little too much. He's a glue guy, though, guys. He's one of your leaders. There's a reason it was such a big deal that he came back. Him being out is a massive, massive loss. And you're just feeling the ripple effect of these guys being out. You are. Guys, there's a reason starters are starters and backups are backups. A backup can have a nice pitch hit, pinch hit performance, or he can have a couple nice games. But like over the course of a couple games or a couple weeks, you're going to see why he wasn't starting. You're going to see why the starter was valued. There's a reason Braylon Wimmer, he's such a pivotal piece to this team. He's such a pivotal piece. So getting him back, in my opinion, is the biggest, is the biggest, Biggest piece, in my opinion. It, it is, you got to get Braylon Wimmer back. And so what that means is, if he's not healthy, if he's not 110% going in the weekend, save him because we need him in the postseason. You need him. You got to have him. I 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 have him. Okay, I don't know what just happened there, guys. The good news is this. New camera came in today. New camera came in today. Um, so, I, I think it's definitely a camera issue. Either way, on that note, guys, let's go ahead and jump into our first break of the day. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377 here on this Wednesday, May the 10th, 2023. Bruin Nation says, did Chris disappear? Uh, I think you should see me now, Bruin Nation. I think you should see me now. So, let me know if you're still having issues. Robbie Davis texts in. He says... What up, Chris? It's the Hall of Famer. I got us taking two of three this weekend. I'll give you my scores tomorrow. Go Gamecocks. So, Robbie Davis says two of three. Robbie Davis, two of three. Bruin Nation, I was locked up. I also saw, Bruin Nation, your comment earlier when you said, uh, what did you say? Is the Carolina Slapdick community coming around or whatever? Yeah, it's funny. Apparently, somebody commented on, uh, or somebody tweeted and said that, uh, you know, Twitter's a toxic place when when TSUS is one of the most positive people right now on this app. I, I don't know. 
I mean, I don't, I don't even feel, I mean, I just think baseball guys, it's such a unique thing where it's like, I, be frustrated. You, you should be frustrated because guess who else is frustrated? The coaches are frustrated. The players are frustrated. I mean, not winning sucks. Trust me, they're frustrated. Be frustrated. But this whole like attitude, like this whole attitude of just like mailing it in, like people saying we're not even going to host a regional. Like, I just think that's crazy. I think that's crazy. I think that's crazy. And I just don't see that taking place. So, Brandon says, does Beamer still plan to play Harbor at wide receiver this year? Brandon, unless he's changed his mind, uh, just going off of what he said, what he said in his presser, talking about Nicholas Harbor, that the plan is he will play the wide receiver position, which I, I think is absolutely the, the best move. Um, Harbor's a guy that, you know, with that size and that speed and athleticism, as long as he can catch the football. I mean, I, I think his greatest challenge, and, you know, he hasn't, he wasn't here for spring ball, obviously. So I, I think his greatest challenge is going to be route running and, you know, catching the football and, you know, adjusting to the speed of the game, obviously. But, I you know, I think doing the things necessary to be, to be a – a good wide receiver, right? But I think you're going to see him on the outside making plays for South Carolina. I, I'm trying to keep the expectations very, very realistic for Nicholas Harbor. Okay, we just got something interesting in the Big Cock Club Discord. This is Kelly Ford Ratings. Kelly Ford does power ratings and resume rankings. The We Hate Your Team podcast. Kelly Ford Ratings. This is what the Kelly Ford Ratings say about South Carolina, which this feels crazy to me. I don't know. Let's let it just These are so guys, this is kind of like ESPN FPI. That's what this is. This is ESPN FPI, okay? But a different version. I don't know who Kelly Ford is. Let me do a little bit more research here. Kelly Ford ratings. Uh, power rating scale from 0 to 100 with 50 representing the FBS average. Designed to be purely predictive or forward-looking, not a resume metric. So that's the power ratings. Okay, so it's just a bunch of numbers and stats and a computer spits it out. These are interesting, though. These are interesting. Okay, again, take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt. South Carolina, their Kelly Ford ratings say this. These are preliminary numbers that have changed for now. 39th best team in college football. The 13th best team in the SEC. 50% chance of victory, or 50, 50% or more chance of victory in four games. So South Carolina's favored in four games per these ratings also, which is insane. I, I'm going to read all these stats before I just react. 55% chance to get to six wins. Only a 55% chance to get to six wins. 
Incredibly difficult schedule, second most difficult schedule in the country against which to reach six wins. So here's how they break it down. Okay, y'all ready? Here's how they break it down. And to give you some reference, by the way, the Gamecocks were ranked as the 42nd best team in college football last year per these Kelly Ford ratings. Gamecocks are 39th this year. This is the... This is the... These are the percentages. The win percentages for South Carolina for each individual game. Okay? Each individual game. These ratings give Carolina a 41% chance to beat North Carolina. A 99% chance to beat Furman. A 5% chance to beat Georgia. A 50% chance against Mississippi State. A 17% chance to beat Tennessee. A 41% chance to beat the Florida Gators at home. A 41% chance to win at Missouri. A 26% chance to win at Texas A&M. A 97% chance to beat Jacksonville State. An 84% chance to beat Vandy. A 47% chance to beat Kentucky at home. And a 25% chance to beat the Clemsucks Tigers. So this says that Carolina's favored in four games. They're not even because it's a pick them in the fourth game. So these ratings, I, I don't know why. Here's the thing, guys. It means nothing. The computers mean nothing, but the computers hate South Carolina. I mean, the computers hate the Gamecocks for whatever reason. The computers hate the Gamecocks. I, I don't know why. I don't know what the reason is, but they do. They do. These Kelly 4 ratings say 5.7 to 6.3 are realistic expectations. So 6-6, six and 3-5 six, and five in SEC play is where they're pinning the Gamecocks. These are the lines associated with these games, by the way. Okay? Right now, this is what the computers say. Gamecocks will be a three-point underdog against North Carolina, which they are a two-point dog going into the game. 33.5-point favorites against Furman. 24-point underdogs against Georgia. A pick'em against Mississippi State. 13.5-point underdogs against Tennessee, which Gamecocks are 13-point underdogs right now. Three-point underdogs. To the Florida Gators. Guys, I don't... That one to me is insanity. I don't get that one. I don't understand it. I I don't know. I I do not get that. 41%... Or excuse me. Three-point underdogs at Mizzou. Nine-point underdogs at Texas A&M. 28-point favorites against Jacksonville State. 14-point favorites against Vandy. A one-point underdog against Kentucky at home and a nine-and-a-half-point underdog against Sucks at home. Again, the computers didn't like us last year either. 
I think they had South Carolina right at this exact same thing, six and six, you know, 42nd coming in the year. This year, you're 39th coming in the year. What does it mean? What does it mean? I don't know. The, the fact is this, the computers hate Carolina. The beautiful thing is this, the game's not played on a computer. The game's not played on a computer. But just some really, just really interesting numbers. These numbers give Carolina just a 10% chance to win eight games this year. 10%. I, I, I just, I, I, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, it's, did, <laughs> did we get carried away at the end of last season? Like, did we just play out of our ass for two weeks? Because a lot of Gamecock Nation thinks this team's going to win nine or ten games. A lot. It's not a couple people. It's a lot. There's a lot of people that think nine or ten wins are on the docket. And this is a huge, huge year. Huge year for, 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 for Shane Beamer. Year three. Huge year. It is. We've talked about it, guys. Why, why is it so important? Uh, Coleman Hall, by the way, you also asked any real news on transfer portal running backs. I've seen nothing, Coleman. I've seen nothing on that. Nothing new. We'll have J.C. Sherbert on tomorrow. I'm sure he'll give us a, a lot of intel on Logan Diggs, how the visit went, if they're looking at anybody else. But nothing as of today, Coleman. Nothing as of today. But this is a huge year. It's a huge year for Carolina. And Shane Beamer and setting the new floor for South Carolina. That's what it's all about. Setting the new floor. I think one of the reasons, though, guys, and I'll tell you this, and, and you can, I think one of the reasons why we're not getting as much love, I like Trey Knox a lot. Joshua Simon, quality player. Jerron Willis at linebacker, quality player. I don't think we added, you know, Nick Gargiulo from Yale, quality player. I don't think, I think when people, when national pundits, I think when people look at South Carolina, they say, as I said, they lost in the transfer portal. Sure, they added Trey Knox. These other guys, I've never heard of before. Never even heard of them. But I do know who they lost. They lost Jordan Birch off the edge. They lost Marshawn Lloyd at running back. And they lost Jaheim Bell at tight end, receiver, whatever the hell you want to say he played. I wonder, does that not play a factor into maybe some of the, I, I don't know, guys. I mean, I, you know, we've also lost, we lost two of our starting five offensive linemen from last year's team, and a third's going to be out for the year in Jalen Nichols. I mean, maybe there's fingers crossed that he's going to be, he's probably out for the year, guys, based off what we heard from J.C. Sherbert and from others. Probably out for the year. So that's three of five guys you got to replace. From an O-line, it wasn't great. Well, they weren't great last year. Call for what it is. They were not great. They were okay. Finished outside the top 100 in rushing offense. I think the thing, though, when you look at these computers, you look at ESPN, FBI, you look at the Kelly Ford ratings, these computers saying the Gamecocks only favored in four games. They got a 55% chance to win six games. I think what's not being factored in, and I think we can all attest to this, guys, if we speak honestly and bluntly on Carolina football, why did South Carolina go 8-4 and four last year? And what are the computers not factoring in? Beamer ball. 
That's it. Beamer Bowl. That's what they're not factoring in. How much did Beamer Bowl special teams change games last year? Immensely. I mean, it immensely did. From game one against Georgia State until the very end. It changed ball games. That's what the computers... South Carolina may have been a six-win team last year. And I know the last two weeks, the offense played much, much better. That's why you won those games. But even in the game against Clemson, it came down to a fumble on a kickoff, a fumble on a punt. Right? Beamer ball was alive and well in that ball game. Tennessee is really the only one where it was just like your offense carried you. That's it. The rest of the season, it was Beamer ball. And I don't think the computers... I doubt they take special teams performance and special teams as a whole into much consideration. I I highly doubt that. So maybe going into this season, maybe it's true yet again. Maybe this is a six-win team just based off offense and defense, but Beamer ball has to be factored in when it comes to the Gamecocks. It has to be. And I would... Dare I say, I'd argue to say, if I mean, especially if you're going to get the nine. If you're going to get the nine, nine wins, you're going to have to have Beamer Bowl. That's got to be a facet of the game. You've got to continue to win. Because you're not quite there on the offensive line. You're not probably quite there on the defensive line. You lost some guys in the secondary. What Spencer Rattler are you going to get? Who's going to play running back? There's questions. There's holes on this team. If you can win that facet of the game, we talked about this a lot last year for a team that's looking to overachieve and for a program that's looking to ascend and for a program that's looking to pull some upsets, you can win that facet of the game. You're going to put yourself in great position to prove the numbers and Vegas and these preseason predictions. You're going to be able to prove them wrong again because you've got something up your sleeve and you've got something in your arsenal they're not accounting for, and that's Beamer Ball. So I think that's what the numbers aren't really taking into account. They're not factoring that in. They're not factoring that in. Colton Carnell says, I feel attacked with all these FPIs and prediction algorithms, disrespecting and undervaluing what Beamer has done with what he was given the past two years. He's Again, Colton, he's done great work. Beamer ball. Truly. Guys, if you don't have them block punch, you might lose to Georgia State. I mean, no, no bullshit. I think you probably lose that game. It's damn. It's it's very close at minimum. All right. I mean, there, there's just games last year that like without Beamer Ball, without spe- if if special teams is even. I don't know if you win eight games. I really don't. Brandon says, Josh Simon was a real good tight end at Western Kentucky. We should be fine at tight end with him and Knox. I like them both. I, I, I like them both. I like Trey Knox a lot. Uh, we got a text here that says, this pitching staff is making me want to ask Spencer Rattler if he can start on Sunday. Brendan in the Big Cock Club Discord says, we're going to be favored against State. Oh, Mississippi State. Mississippi State, Florida, and Kentucky. Mississippi State's a really tricky game. It is. It's a very, very tricky game. That's a very tricky one because I think everybody just writes them off because of the Pirate no longer being with us. Rest in peace, Mike Leach. But I think a lot of people write them off for that reason. And it's like, State's still probably going to be a sneaky good team. A sneaky good team. 
Guys, let's go ahead and jump into another break. On this side, I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. On the side, you're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. The phone lines are open in case you missed the big news of the day. Starting next week, The Daily Crow will expand from noon to 3. And I'm very excited for it and looking forward to it. And it, it, it fires me up, man. It fires me up. I love to grow, love to evolve, love to make adjustments. And it's it's uh, it's exciting times. Exciting times for sure, guys. So even more of this show you all love so much. The Daily Crow will air noon to 3 starting next week. Uh, working on adding more guests to this show as well. Really excited for that. Also, guys, our new camera got delivered today. It's actually at the UPS store. I'm going to go get it after this. Very excited to see how the new camera looks and uh, hopefully get rid of some of the, the glitches and the issues. I, I think it's a camera issue because normally when the hackers happen, the camera goes out. So I, I got to think it's a camera issue. I don't. I hope so. I hope that solves it either way, though. It was a nice upgrade. Anyways, um, let's get back into your questions. Travi, I love this comment. I'm going to start highlighting your comments, too. He says, computers just can't put in the ass-kicking chicken formula. It just doesn't compute. I love that, Travi. Very good. Uh, and that's what we're going to do, by the way, guys. When we do our mailbag hour two to three, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start highlighting the questions. I'm going to start highlighting questions and kind of spending three, four minutes talking about them and, and all that good stuff. Um, here we go. Here's one. Bruin Nation. He says, that's why I still feel like this Dowell hire will make Beamer a genius or people will turn on him if it goes south. This OC hire will go a long way, one way or another, in my opinion. I mean, Bruin Nation, here's the thing, and I'll tell you this, and I feel like I should almost whisper it. I'd love to say you're wrong, Bruin Nation. I, you know, because I was asked by Mark Ryan on Monday about how much Diesel, I think it was the one who actually asked me. They, they asked me, like, how much leeway does does Shane Beamer have? You know what I mean? Will, will this will this fan base be patient if, let's say, like, six and six happens this year? Or God forbid worse. Like, will this fan base give him more grace and more patience than they gave Will Muschamp? Because, they, you know, Mark and Diesel love to compare Shane Beamer and Will Muschamp's record through two seasons. They're identical. And so Shane Beamer needs to go, what, eight and five or better in year three to have a better record than Will Muschamp through three seasons. And so they asked him about, will this fan base have grace? Will they have patience? Will they give him more leeway than they gave Will Muschamp? My answer was yes, right? There's there's reasons for that. I, I just think that Beamer having cut his, his, having cut his teeth here before and, you know, also the way you treat people, the type of person you are, I, I just think Shane Beamer's a guy that, this fan base adores, right? Loves so much for what he's done already at this point. Also, he just beat Clem Sucks. That alone is going to put him in much better graces. But to your point, Bruin Nation, I'd love to say that you're wrong, but you're not. You're not. You're not, man. Dude, we heard chirping last year. Maybe not a great number of people, but you probably saw it, Bruin Nation, and many of you being on social media. There were people speaking on Beamer's name after the Florida game last year. 
And so, yeah, you're right, Ruination. If this offense doesn't get better, if the offense stays stagnant, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You best believe people are going to be pissed. You best believe the attention is going to turn back to, well, God, does he not know how to hire an offensive coordinator? Does he not? Can he not hire an offensive coach? Again, I'd love to tell you that's not going to happen, but that would be incorrect. And I'm not telling you that's what's going to happen, but we're just playing the hypothetical game. Listen, it doesn't matter how much, how great your culture is and you were here before and we all love you. Like, if you don't win, I mean, Will Muschamp, everybody hates Muschamp now. I mean, I always joke and say, like, I remember disliking Muschamp and wanting him fired before anybody else. I recall a time, I recall a time when I said fire Will Muschamp and people went ballistic defending him. One of our very own, Brennan M., who's in the Big Cock Club Discord, who wasn't a fan of mine when I said that. Right? It happens. It happens. So, you know, what happened to Muschamp wasn't that, you know, he had a bad press conference. or he. The, the What happened to Muschamp was he went four and eight. That's what happened. That's, that's why he wanted him gone. Even going into 2020, guys, I recall people telling me, I'm still in on Muschamp. I... I wasn't out on Muschamp until the Texas A&M game in 2020. It took people that long. It took people that long. But people were still behind him. Some were. It was a little bit divisive. Now, again, these are two very different individuals. Muschamp had already lost at Florida. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to compare Beamer to Muschamp. I'm just making the point, though, that it doesn't matter who you are or what your background is. If you don't win and you start to lose and it starts to go south, there's no recruiting class ranking. There's no welcome home. There's no culture. There's no nothing that can save you, right? There's nothing. If you're not winning, there's nothing that can save you. And so, again, I'm speaking in the hypothetical because I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think we all believe in Beamer Ball, Beamer Ball to the moon. Even if, you know, even if Carolina guys, let's just say the cr- something crazy happened and they went six and six this year. Even if that happened, even if Carolina went six and six, seven and five next year. Like, I believe in what Beamer's building for the long haul. And we know coaches don't get six, seven, eight years to build a program anymore, but like, I think you really do have to be locked in with Beamer. You have to be. And you'll hear Brad Lawing talk about that on the podcast tomorrow on, on the on the interview. You got to be locked in with Beamer for the long haul, man. Because this team, this team, this program, it, I, I still believe it takes four or five years to really start to build a roster that's got the competitive depth up front. You, you got to give somebody that long. You, you, you do. You do. And guess what? Muschamp got, what, five years? He got five. He got five. Luke RJ says, people who didn't hate Muschamp the whole time don't know what good football looks like. It was ugly from the first game in Sandy. Luke RJ, I find it hard to believe you hated Muschamp. Knowing the way your blood runs garnet and black, I find it hard to believe that you were just, you despised Muschamp from the jump. Why do I find that so hard to believe, my friend?
By the way, guys, just posted this in the Big Cock Club Discord, but breaking news that has just happened in the last two seconds. It's not Gamecock related, at least not on the field or the transport. Don't get your hopes up too much. It's just me and my show and my stuff, what I got going on. But very excited to announce that beginning, I'm going to say next Friday. I'm going to assume he's good to go next Friday. Beginning next Friday, right? We've got Mark Rogers on Mondays. We've got Mark Ryan on Wednesdays. J.C. Sherbert on Thursdays. You guessed it. My good friend Jake Crane will once again, of Crane and Company, he will join us on Fridays once again as a guest on the show. I'm looking for, dude, Jake's a legend. He's a legend. I should have just kept him on instead of just making it like a football thing. Just, I, I should have just done that. So, hopefully, J.D. Paquel is going to, I mean, he said that noon to two worked for him, that time slot. It's just all about, does Tuesday work for him? I, I just, we got to confirm that. I don't know. I'm not 110%. But either way. <laughs> Brendan makes a great point. The names. We got Mark, JD, Mark, JC, and Jake. Why a lot of M's and J's for some reason. I don't know why. Um, Jeff Gullidge, what's up, my friend? What's going on? Jeff, in case you missed it, my guy, we're expanding. TDC starting noon to three starting next Monday. How about it? Luke RJ says from the day he was hired, you hated him. Okay. Clem sucks. People made fun of us and said that's the best we will get. You know, it's funny, like I, that was before I was ever doing TSUS when he got hired. I was kind of 50-50. Like, I was like, you know what? Maybe he's learned from his mistakes. I think people deserve a second chance. You know what I mean? So I was like, hey, maybe he's learned. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's learned. But obviously he's not. <laughs> and, dude, I talked to Coach Brad Lowing about this. So in case y'all didn't know, Brad Lowing worked on Florida staff under Will Muschamp, believe it or not. So I talked to Coach Brad Lowing about this when I was at his house on Monday. And I was like, Coach, were you, I was like, were you surprised that like Muschamp just, just, just didn't work anywhere, but he didn't work. And he said, Chris, he just could not hire an offensive coordinator that was worth a shit. <laughs> I was like, damn. Lawing told me a story that they were, when he was at Florida, right? Kurt Roper was at Florida, and he, he said that, you know, they'd have conversations with the OCs, the defensive staff, offensive staff. You know, he he said that, uh, you know, he, he'd talk with Ellis Johnson and Coach Spurrier, and, hey, I need you to hold them to, to 17 this game, 20, you know, whatever. Like, hey, you, you know who you're playing, right? You know the type of effort you're going to need from each unit, stuff like that. And so he said, I, he didn't tell me what game it was, but he said he was at Florida, right? They were at Florida. Kurt Roper was the OC. We all know how bad the offenses were at Florida under Muschamp. And he said it's the week of some game, whatever. And Kurt Roper comes up to him and says, Hey, Brad, you think you guys can hold him to 10 points this week? 10 points! Just said it was absurd because the offense stunk. And they knew they stunk. So... There's Kurt Roper for you. Great Kurt Roper story. Great Kurt Roper story. 
Great combo, though, with Brad Lawing. You guys will hear tomorrow. Great stuff. Let's see. Frank says, is that in my honest opinion, Frank? IMHP, is that what that is? Yardcocks, second alarm fire, qualified to judge. By the way, no free ads, but this Celsius drink is really good. In my humble, okay, you put a P at the end. I, I didn't know it was, if it was opinion. Isn't Kurt Roper coaching running backs at NC State now, I think? Yeah, he's no, he's the quarterback's coach. He's the quarterback's coach at NC State. How about that? Hmm. Yep, quarterback's coach at NC State. Running, excuse me, running backs coach. It said quarterbacks on their website. I see his Twitter. It says running backs coach. Their website says quarterbacks. Hell, I don't know. Either way, he's on NC State staff. I tell you, though, a guy like Kurt Roper, he's having a successful career coaching. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Lynn Turner says, I was 50-50 with you. I reserved judgment. I wanted it to work out, but that was not a team. It was a bunch of individuals worried about getting theirs when I realized that I was out. Well, Lynn, I, I think that's what, I think that is what made people, some people at least, turn against me so viciously when I said fire must champ. Because I was the first one to say it. And I was a little early. Like, looking back, I was a little early. But guys, I mean, if you... You know, we could have story time, if you will. Like, after the Virginia Bowl loss, we lost 28-0. Even, I even wrote that off. It's like, you know what? Debo Samuel didn't play. It's a bowl game. Like, they're checked out. It's, you know, whatever. Like, bowl games, you never know, right? It's a crapshoot. Sometimes you show up, sometimes you don't. I gave the benefit of the doubt and said, you know what? It's a wash. It's a wash. I was even at that game. And you talk about a game in which, I mean, guys, I, I mean, there's been few times – I've watched a South Carolina game and literally not had emotion even once because the game was so bad. Florida this past year was one of them. Texas A&M in 19 and 20, definitely. I'd probably even say, well, no, not Clemson sucks in, in 19 because we had that, that goal line stop. But that Virginia game was one of them. And my God, I mean, it was over from the jump. It was over from the jump. But going in the 19 season, I think I picked seven and five. Nothing crazy, but I picked seven and five or, or whatever. And I picked UNC as a win. And right, it was, it was you just played in the Belt Bowl. You're going back to Bank of America Stadium, right? You just got embarrassed there. You have seven months, eight months, nine months, whatever, eight months to stew over that game. And this is about revenge and, and like proving that whatever – you got a senior quarterback in Jake Bentley. You got Tavian Feaster. You've got who else did you have on that team? Uh, I think Reek was Dowdle on that team. I don't know. Either, no, I, yeah, was it Dowdle? I think Dowdle too. Uh, you had Brian Edwards on that team. I mean, you had a veteran group, and on the other side, you had a first-year coach in Mac Brown, and you had a freshman quarterback in. Uh, what is it, Sam, Sam Howell, Sam Howell. 
I almost said Sam Dowell. I was thinking of Dowell Loggins. Sam Howell. Yeah, Reese. Shy Smith on that team. And that, to me, it just, it felt like the most inexcusable result that could have taken place, that loss to UNC. And that's what really made me snap. All right, let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Dalton. Dalton, what's up, man? Great to hear from you. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. How's it going with you? It's going fantastic, man. I appreciate you asking. What's going on? So, uh, I just wanted to call you, and obviously, you know, everybody's upset about how the season for uh, the baseball team's going. My question to you is, you know, our players and Mark Kingston put out this quote saying, you know, like, everybody's frustrated, we're not playing well, yada, yada, yada. But then when you when we go out on the field in a midweek game that we should win easily, you know, we lose one of our first midweek games of the season. And I'm not saying that, like, you know, no good team, like, loses a midweek, right? Like, a lot of good teams loses, lose in the midweek, you know, every now and then. But my question to you is, you know, how, how what do you think needs to happen in order to get this season back on track? Because unless we go and take two out of three against Arkansas and two out of three against Tennessee – um, you know, I don't think anybody's confidence level going into the regionals is going to be that high. Well, I think first thing, Dalton, you need to get healthy. I mean, that's, you know, I know that's the low-hanging fruit, and that's the easy answer, and I, I, I'm not sitting here telling you that it's like last night is or yesterday's inexcusable, or that it's excusable because you're injured. But you do need to get healthy. And to your point, this is what Kingston said after the game, by the way. I don't know if anybody's heard this quote. He said, it's tough, it's a challenge, you're taking body blows right now, but it happens to everybody at some point, it just does. We know the reasons why we're struggling. We're not at full strength. Until we are, we have to keep fighting. The guys are doing the best they can. We have to continue to support them. We're without some superstar players. It's not a lack of effort or want to. Sometimes you just don't play well enough. The morale is good. You saw that. So, um... Kingston is obviously solely placing it on the injuries, which I know last year we didn't want to hear about it, right? Because that season was abysmal, and it's like, you know what? Figure it out with the guys you have available. I mean, the low-hanging fruit, again, is get healthy, right? I, I, I know that play better isn't probably an answer that's going to satisfy your question, but, like, really, truly, this team's just got to get back to playing good baseball. This team so desperately needs well, something the, the good man- to happen. You know what I mean? Like, I think personally, personally, I think it starts on the mound with your starting pitching, and it starts Friday with Will Sanders. Like, your starting pitching has to be better, dude. It, it just has to be. Without that, you, you're not going to have much of a chance. Well, yeah, I mean, for me, that's kind of where I'm at with it, too, because most of the injuries that we have right now are not to any of our, our pitching, right? And you saw at the beginning of the season oh, – that that start that we had, that our starting pitching can be elite. Obviously, we all wish Noah Hall was back out there, but Jack Mahoney is a very very good Sunday night starter, right? Or or Sunday starter. Um, I'm just wondering what what do you think has gone off the rails for our pitching? I know Will Sanders, you know, has had his ups and downs this season, but you know, it just seems like from you know, the starting rotation to the bullpen, we're just not getting out. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we can't get the third out a lot of the time where we lack command. 
and I just don't know what it is because most of the time you don't see, you know, massive discrepancy in the um, statistics for team ERA and, and pitching staff that you did at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. to what we have right now. Yeah, and baseball, Dalton's just one of those games, man, where the mental side – I mean, it, it's a mental game, right? Everybody in our pitching staff has high velocity and really good stuff, and damn near everybody in the SEC has that too. I mean, I think for this group, man, it's just mental, and it can snowball, and when you start to not not throw the ball well and you have some bad performances and you have back-to-back bad performances, the greatest challenge, I think, going into this weekend is the mental side. I, I really do believe that because um, we've seen we've seen Will Sanders throw well. We've seen Jack Mahoney throw well. We've seen Matthew Becker throw well. But, you know, you get to a point where, again, you have back-to-back bad outings and maybe you start questioning yourself and questioning your abilities and and what have you. So th- this team has their back against the wall, right? Everybody. Everybody on the roster, from the starting pitching to the lineup, to the de- everybody, the defense, the coaching staff. So I think that's certainly going in this weekend, one of the big question marks and something I'm intrigued to see is just how does this team respond, right? Because, again, I, I just – I don't believe that we're, we're donezo, put a fork in us, we're crumbling. We've lost it. We're going to lose out. I don't believe in that. But something has to change the, the current momentum. Because momentum works both ways. When it's positive momentum, like we saw early in the year, it's like nothing can go wrong and we can't miss and it looks like a beach ball. It can work the opposite, where it's like it looks like a little pebble coming up there and it feels like everything you're throwing up there gets hit. It just happens. It, it, it just happens. So it's about minimizing that as much as possible, though. So, you know, like a, 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 so, oh. This team, yeah, I hear you. This is sorry about that. This team so badly. That guy. Absolutely. They, they, they need him to be that guy. So, and I apologize, Dalton, for the uh, the technical issues there. I just cut out on you. But uh yeah, I think it starts, it starts and ends with your with your starting pitching. And then sort of the last thing I I wanted to bring up is obviously, you know, no matter what, how we end the regular season, if we end the regular season, you know, uh not so great, we we will be hosting a uh regional. It may not be a top right. eight seed, but we will be hosting. So my question to you is, does this sort of slump impact our ability to get to Omaha? Because we have the talent to do it. You know, we get some of our guys in the lineup back healthy. You know, it sucks that we won't have Jerzen back. We won't have Hall probably. But the pitching staff still good enough to get to Omaha. My question to you is, do you feel like this slump is going to carry into the regional and and impact our ability to do what our goal was this season? Or do you think we can get it back together going into the the regional and and sort of, you know, get the season back on track where Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think if you continue to play this way, it obviously impacts your ability to get to Omaha, right? And we're we're going to play much better baseball to, uh, to have a shot. So the good news is this, right? It's not like we're we're sitting here saying that, like, you know, we, we think they can play better. We, we know this team can play better. We've seen it. We've literally seen this team go toe-to-toe with the best competition in the country. Let's not forget, you know, let's not forget what this team did the last time they took on a top-five team. It was Florida, and they swept them. So, so I mean, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, as, as crazy as it sounds, 
maybe going on the road and facing a third-rain Arkansas. I mean, maybe that somehow gets this team in gear because you faced unranked Auburn and unranked Kentucky, and you've gone one and five against them versus you sweep number three Florida. I know you lost two or three to Vandy, but it was a really competitive series. You split with LSU. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know but, that's weird, but, but you know. You would hope that the players and the coaching staff and the building, you know, aren't their, their mentality about any particular weekend isn't impacted by the number next right. to the team's name. Right? Right. I mean, this is the SEC. Every team is good. Every team is capable of, of beating any team any given weekend. They're, they're all pretty much capable of making it to Omaha. Mm. So, I mean, I would say that the a, a sweep or winning two out of three against uh, number three Arkansas would, would be a uh, big momentum builder for us. But I, I don't know that – or I, at least I would hope that, you know, the fact that Auburn and Kentucky weren't ranked had didn't impact our mentality, you know, thinking that they were just going to be pushovers when going into to face them. Right, and I, and I'm not saying that 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 we've changed our mentality. That's that's not what I'm saying. I guess I'm just, I I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to just make it make sense. I don't know. It it just seems like it's kind of crazy how like, you know, I expected maybe some struggles against Florida, LSU, and Vanderbilt. You know what I mean? But like, I didn't. I thought Auburn and Kentucky we'd be able to handle, and it's been the opposite. I, it's, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but that is the game of baseball, I guess. You have to expect the unexpected. and You know, and that, that was my whole point, though, Dalton. I don't know if you heard me a little bit earlier that, listen, we've gone one and five in our last six SEC games. We've lost six of our last eight. So in eight games, the narrative has completely changed for people. Going from instead of we're the best team in college baseball to like you think we're the worst team in college baseball. My point is this. I'm not trying to be sunshine, pumper, garnet glasses, but my point is this. The same way that in the last eight games, the narrative changed to the negative, you got seven games left in the regular season. The narrative can absolutely change to the positive. You take two of three from Arkansas and two of three from Tennessee and win the midweek, I mean, people are going to feel pretty good going in the SEC tournament. People are going to feel pretty good. You know what I mean? So, like, Let's just keep that in mind, keep perspective that it can change and it can change very quickly in the game of baseball. Yeah, well, let's just hope we can uh, go to, go on the road to Arkansas and take care of business and get the season back on track because, you know, obviously everybody wants to see this team go back to the College World Series, right? You yep. know, that's, that's the goal. Uh, we're one of the most successful team, uh, programs in the country. We've proven that. Um, time and time and again, but we just haven't been able to reach the pinnacle of uh, this sport yet, you know, under Mark Kingston. And I'm rooting for him, but at the same time, like, you know, he knows the expectations that are, that are on him and just going out and saying we're frustrated, you know, isn't isn't going to get things done. You, you got to go out and win games. You got to, you know, advance in the tournament, right? Indeed. So let's, yeah. let's just see what he can do. Absolutely. Dalton, well said, my friend. I appreciate the call. All right. You have a good one. Yeah, man. You too. Take care. Great stuff from our friend Dalton. Guys, we are going to jump into one final break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you as we close on this Wednesday. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow.
All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377 here on this Wednesday, May the 10th, 2023. Uh, Let's see here. Hmm. Wow. Here's a headline for you. South Carolina needs to find a Tim Tebow freshman year type role for Lenora Sellers in 2023, according to Wes Mitchell of Gamecock Central. He was on with our good friend J.D. Paquel. How about it? Hmm. Comparing Lenora Sellers to Tim Tebow. That is that is impressive. That'd be wild. We'll see. We'll see. How much will Lenora Sellers play this season? Does he have more of a role than maybe we expected? Luke RJ says, Kingston is just playing who he has and is not trying different things or making any changes. That's why people are blaming him. Because Joseph said, is Kingston somehow the issue? Of course, fans are blaming him. I mean, Luke RJ, I, I hear what you're saying, but I would say this to you. Because I know you're talking about the pitching. I, I think you are, at least. You're talking about the starting pitching. You've identified who your best are, Luke RJ. You have. Will Sanders is your number one. That's it. Jack Mahoney's a weekend starter. That's it. He's not coming out. What you're saying, you don't have better. You don't. And right now in the field, they're playing their best nine. I can assure you they're playing their best available or what they feel like is their best available. Now, do we see a shakeup this weekend? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Eli Jones gets a start. Heck, I don't know, man. I don't know. I liked Eli Jones at Starkville. I don't know why he didn't get to start again. I did like him in Starkville. I thought he was really good against Mississippi State. And I'm surprised he he hasn't started since. I'm actually very surprised at that. But I, I don't know, man. I, I think I think completely I think completely flipping things at this point, two SEC weekends left, two regular season weekends left. This is I, I don't know, man. This is just not the time of year, in my opinion, to, to start to create a bunch of different questions and try to reinvent the wheel, man. I mean, you got two regular season weekends and you got the postseason, my friend. So I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I, I don't think you're going to see a change in the weekend rotation. I'd be pretty surprised. The only one I could see changing is maybe Matthew Becker coming out and Eli Jones going in, maybe. That's about it. Again, guys, 843-790-3377. Less than 10 minutes to go, guys. And like I said, I'm I'm really excited for the... The changes upcoming to TDC, to the content, the way we produce content, the way we distribute content. Really pumped. Really pumped. Um, you know, I, I don't know that I woke up today or yesterday or whatever expecting that, you know what, I'm going to make the decision. We're going to go noon to three instead of noon to two next week, starting next week. But you know what? I, I like to make moves and make decisions and uh, not delay the inevitable. So I, I, I know 
for a fact, it's going to be a positive. It's going to be a plus for business. It's going to be a plus for the content, plus for the show. Uh, it's only going to increase value for you guys, and I, I just I can't wait for that. I, I truly can't. It's going to be awesome. Noon to 3, starting next week, streaming live exclusively on YouTube. Exclusively on YouTube. So... Luke RJ lost six of eight. What we've been doing now is the time before the postseason. Well, I hear you, Luke RJ. I hear you. I hear you. But we also started 30, what, six and four with what we were doing as well. So it's like, I mean, what you tell me, my friend. I just think this isn't football where you got 12 games and if you lose two in a row, it's time to change the quarterback. You know what I mean? Just saying. I, you know, maybe they will. Maybe maybe to your point, Luke RJ, maybe they will. Maybe they will. Joseph says the only obvious lineup is one McGillis, Brewer, Wimmer, Petri, Messina, Cassis, LeCroy, Braswell, and then Stone or Denny. Anything else? And I'm going to be pissed. Those are the guys you go with. Um... Will Hall says, feels like people get shaky when they get the nod at starter. It reminds me of when Bosnick got starts and started to suffer. When he got relegated to the bullpen, he was much better. Unfortunately, you have to have a starter. No, for sure. I mean, for sure, it's 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 different. Some guys don't like it. Some guys do not like pitching as a starter. Some guys would rather be in the bullpen. Some guys would rather be in the bullpen. You're absolutely right. So, um. Dave Garrick says, when does the countdown for simulation start? Although I'd prefer you play. You'd rather me play the... I will say, Dave, it'd probably be more fun because, you know, I, I wouldn't do the silliness that sometimes the computer does. We could do like a dynasty where I play. I don't know. I think we did that last year, right? Didn't we do that last year? Almost positive we did. I don't know. Maybe we Maybe we didn't. I know I did a Gamecocks dynasty in 2021, for sure. But I remember when I did it in 2021, it was just too easy, man. It was just too easy. I don't remember doing one last year. I don't think I did. The sim started end of July last year. So, let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Luke RJ. Luke RJ, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good, Chris. How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? So, you want to talk about what I was saying in the baseball stuff a little bit? I'm Go ahead. Yeah, fire away. Yeah. So... I know that uh, Sanders and Mahoney are 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 the best pitchers we got right now. I mean, right? That's that's who we got. I, I mean, uh, that, I'll I'll you, put it I'll put it to you this way: Will Sanders has been your number one guy since last season, all summer, fall practice, 
preseason practice and all season. So, yeah, yeah. I'd say they think he's yeah. the best we've got. Yeah, I would say that's a safe bet. Right. So, I mean, I, I get that. I get that. So, what what about like maybe when when has Sanders pitched any other day than on Friday? Has he tried to pitch on Saturday? Has he has he made an appearance on Sunday? You know, well, to be has, fair, has to be fair, happened? last year he did because remember they moved Noah Hall to game one. So to be fair, they did they did pitch him on uh, Saturdays and Sundays a lot last year. But, yeah, no, they, they've pitched him on Friday exclusively this year, and that's it. That's it. Okay. So, have, have you heard people talking about how, like, maybe Messina, if, it, if, if it's possible to work out the, the lineup where Messina could go back to catcher mm. and him being maybe the reason – that, you know, the pitching has fallen because French was back there. I know there's a dynamic with the catchers and pitchers mm-hmm. that sometimes matters with, the you know, being comfortable or in a groove or, or, or whatever. What do you think about that? Well, listen, I think you're absolutely on to something, my friend. I mean, I, I think it would be you're, you're, dis, you're not giving enough credit to the job Cole Messina has done with his pitching staff if you don't factor in that him not being that back there is having some sort of impact on – the pitchers, and I'll I'll say this though. I I think if you're the pitchers and you're you know you're you're trying to cite your struggles on who's catching, that's I'm not buying it. You know what I mean? Like you your your job's to deliver the baseball. Period. Like the pitching coach is the one calling the pitches, anyways. But there's certainly a dynamic. I mean, it's it's different. It's different for sure. So, and Cole Messina will get back behind the plate. I mean, the only reason he's doing that, obviously, as we all know, is because of the injuries. Like he's he's your everyday catcher for a reason. So that'll help. I'm not going to sit here again and tell you the whole reason they haven't thrown the baseball well is because a different catcher. I mean, the guy. Either way, you need to pitch. Like, do your do your job. You know what I mean. So, um, I, I will just say this, Luke, because we're about to run out of time. But to your point, will they change things up going to the last two weekends? Maybe they will. Maybe they will. But all I know is this: Will Sanders has been shaky all year. And at no point has he come out of that Friday spot. At no point. So, I'd be stunned if now was the time they do that. I'd be stunned, to be honest with you. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that's fine. uh, I'm not saying – I'm not saying you're wrong for – I'm not – that's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just telling you I'd be stunned if it happened. I'm not saying you're wrong. Listen, I I don't – I enjoy watching Will Sanders struggle just as much as you do, which is not at all. I, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy seeing it. I don't know what the answer is. But yeah, I, as much as I hate to say it, it's just like it's one of those things where Sanders is a guy. He's one of your guys. Mahoney's one of your guys. And whether it's Becker or it's Eli Jones, that's the best you got, and you're going to roll. You're going. You're going to live or die with those guys this season, man. There, there's nobody else on the bench waiting in the wings that I think is. You know what I mean? Like it's not like football where it's yeah. like, well, we could bench Rattler, and there's somebody back. You know, Lenore Sellers could save our season or whatever. I'm just using an example. I, I just we just got to keep our fingers crossed that these guys are going to get hot going in the postseason, and we're going to live or die with the ones we got, man. That's just that's it. Bottom line. Okay. Well, I mean, 
you know, with with the way it's going, I just feel like you you've tried since these players have been hurt, you've tried to do a couple things, and what what is in place right now is apparently you know not mm-hmm. working out. So maybe yeah, try to make some adjustment also. But that's all I got, man. Yeah, I mean maybe they'll make some shifts and adjustments, and I mean you got to change something up. To your point, I agree with you. I really just think you need Sanders and Mahoney right. and these guys to get their head out of their asses. Luke RJ, I appreciate the call, my guy. I appreciate you. Yeah, All right, later. Yeah, yeah. Listen to Luke RJ's point. I, I I understand the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Do they change at the weekend rotation? I'd I'd be surprised. I'd be very surprised if they did. Um, I think it's just honestly to a point, guys. You you have who you have. You know, we say all you got's all you need. All you got's all you got. And you believe in these dudes that they can pitch much better than they have. And you just hope and pray you see it. You just hope and pray you catch fire. So, guys, that being said, hey, we've hit 2 o'clock. Thank you all so much. Again, really excited for what's coming for the Spurs Up show, for the Daily Crow, everything in between. And I appreciate your love and support along the way. Hey, y'all have a great rest of your Wednesday. Appreciate you all tuning in. We will talk to you all tomorrow. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.